Welcome to Geared Towards Growth with Lauren Hoffman, providing listeners with motivation and encouragement to further a growth mindset. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geared Towards Growth. I am your host, Lauren Hoffman, and today I'm sitting here with Connor Saley. Connor is an entrepreneur, investor, and TV personality. He is the founder and CEO of Sale Wellness, a consumer-centric health and wellness company focused on providing functional nutrition for everyday lifestyle needs. For his newest venture, he has co-founded Waterboy, a hydration recovery product that is bound to cure even the worst of hangovers. As a TV personality, you may recognize him from shows such as The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. With many entrepreneurial ventures under his belt, he is more than well-versed in what it takes to build a successful business. Please welcome Connor Saley. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the, uh, the warm welcome there. Hype me up a little bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had to, I had to gas you up a little bit. Connor, yeah. I am so excited to be interviewing you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. There's just, there's so many different things that I want to talk to you about, but before we get into that a little bit deeper, um, why don't you just give listeners a little background on yourself? And, and how you grew up and what kind of sparked your vision for life in general, I guess. Definitely, definitely. Um, so I was the youngest of four kids. So growing up, I've um, always kind of been like a little quieter, I think, because I looked up to my older siblings and not that I like let them speak for me, but I think I kind of just followed their lead versus, um, you know, speaking over them or anything like that. And um so, I mean, they, they were great role models for me growing up as well as my parents. And they all did different things within business, um, particularly within finance. And so going through college, I always thought like, okay, finance is what I want to get into. I want to do investment banking for a couple of years and then um, go work in a private equity firm or a hedge fund or something like that. And so I went to SMU for college in Dallas and ended up getting a great job at Goldman Sachs uh, after school in their special situations group. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm like exactly where I wanted to be, right? Like this, this should, yeah. be the, I should be happy. And so I did it for, I ended up doing it for two years, but about six months into the job, I was like, you know, I really don't like this. This kind of sucks, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm just not happy. I'm not fulfilled. Uh, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. And at that point is kind of when I realized like, you know, I, I know I'm not going to be doing this five years from now. So let's, let's kind of like think through what, what I really want to do. And I mean, health and wellness was always really interesting to me. Um, so I started thinking of ideas just at work and things like that. Um, and I ended up staying there for another year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And eventually it just got to the point where I was so kind of over it. I mm -hmm. literally just walked into work one day and quit. I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. Wow. And I think a lot of people reach that point, you know, but a, a lot of people reach that point, but they don't actually take action on it. They just think like, oh, you know, it's okay to hate my job or something like that. But I don't really agree with that. I think you should enjoy what you're doing. Right. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And so I, I quit and literally a week or two weeks after I got a phone call from a producer in The Bachelorette because someone had nominated me for the show and wow. um, kind of just went from there. And I, I was going to quit and kind of go start my own thing. I didn't really know what idea I wanted to start yet. Um, but uh, 
you know, the, the whole bachelorette thing happened and it was honestly just like really good timing. So just figured why not? Let's go for it. Um, went on that show when I'm bachelor in paradise. And then after those shows, I was like, okay, what's next? You know, before we went on here, we wanted to start a business. So let's do that. And started thinking of problems that I was having within my life. One of which was sleeping. I wasn't sleeping well. A lot of that stemmed from being on TV. Uh, mm. It's a pretty like stressful time in life, you know? Oh yeah. And um, kind of just set out to create a product that would help me sleep better. And ended up coming up with this sleep gummy um, and realized that people love taking gummy vitamins and sleep gummies and uh, kind of just turned it into a business. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the quick little, quick little rundown. Wow. Connor, that's so cool that you decided to make that jump and then did it. Um, because you're so right. I think that so many people would have just said nine to five for the rest of my life at this place that I'm not super excited about, but I'm going to stick it out just because it's, you know, maybe what the world tells me to do or, or what I should be doing, quote unquote, should. Exactly. I think a lot of people struggle with that, especially, you know, within your first five years out of college. Um, I think a lot of times college doesn't really prepare you for what the real world is like. Hmm. Um, you know, the real world isn't studying for tests and then taking it and you're done, right? Like, yes, it's an ongoing process. And so you need to really like love what you're doing and be happy with what you're doing. And it, I think a lot of people, it, it takes some time to figure that out, right? You know, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing now. I don't know if it's what I want to do the rest of my life. I'm still, you know, getting used to it, kind of learning, learning all that business and everything. And I'm sure the same with you and anyone else. It's, you know, the, it's a long process to really figure out what makes you happy. And honestly, that can change from year to year. So, mm. um, but I, I think like for younger people listening, I would encourage you to do a lot of internships, meet with a lot of people, you know, business leaders and stuff in, in the community or from your college or wherever, um, kind of like test the waters a little bit. Cause at the end of the day, you don't really know what you're going to want to do until you go do it. Right. Oh yeah. Can, for sure. I mean, I, I went through all of college thinking I'm, you know, I want to do investment banking and ended up getting there and hated it. And that's totally okay. And I, I think a lot of people get frustrated with that too, because you work so hard towards a specific career, a specific job. And then all of a sudden it's like, ugh, I don't like it. Like, you know, this, all this work led to nowhere, but I think you get, you kind of have to change your, your mindset with that. It didn't lead to nowhere. At the end of the day, it helped you figure out that that's not what you want to do. And that is only going to lead you to what you really do want to do. So I think every, every learning experience is incredibly valuable. Oh yeah, for sure. Taking in those experience that you have in order to get you to that point, you know, life is not a journey. It's a destination. Right. And that's, that's I can see oh, that. I love that. Your story. I love that. Well, that's thank you. Point. Yeah. I can just tell from your story that that is totally true though, that, you know, you had this cookie cutter idea of what your life was going to look like. And then, you know, I'm not enjoying this very much. I want to go and do something new. And what's even cooler is that you started a business. You created a product that you're now becoming the product of your product. Like I bet, I bet your sleep nights are going great now, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I mean, that, that, that's the thing is like every, everything I do or I'm involved with now, I want to make sure that I use it, mm. you know? And I like, I, I truly believe in what we're making and what we're giving to people. And so that was the thing with sale and the gummies and then with Waterboy as well. Um, and then other companies that I've invested in, like I actually use 
all of those products. And so I really believe in it. And so I think when I'm able to talk about those businesses to other people, it just comes across as so much more genuine and I actually can speak to it versus Mm -hmm. me trying to make a quick buck on something. Um, And I think that's what you see with like influencers, for example, a lot of times influencers just get paid and they don't really care about the product. They don't use it. Mm -hmm. And I think you can see that in the content that they make versus what I'm trying to do is really like own what I'm doing. It's a part of my story. Uh, it's a part of my life. And I want that to kind of be relayed to, to people, you know, which is very useful for business at the Mm -hmm. end of the day and for yourself. Like I, I can't even imagine being, you know, like you're saying some of these influencers where they're, they're not, they're just promoting the product. They aren't becoming the product of the product. And I can't even imagine how difficult that is to um, almost become attached to, to that product and really sell your business. So it's really neat that you're able to do that with both of your companies. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think the, the thing though is from like a, an outside viewer perspective or like a potential customer perspective, I mean, there's a lot of really good examples of creators and I'm not necessarily calling myself a creator. I, I you know, at the end of the day, I'm just a normal guy that went on TV to try and find love. Like, very fortunate the whole situation I was put into. And honestly, I haven't really leveraged my social media audience as much as I should Mm. um, because I kind of have this like old fashioned way of thinking where I want to like build it outside of that. But look at like a lot of creators, there's, there's one group um, on YouTube called the Nelk boys and they just came out with, yeah, they just came out with like their own cider right? Yes. And um, that is just blown up, right? And they, they sell like their merchandise every couple months and it sells out in like a day. And if you look at them, where they ha- they've built, they don't do any promotions, they've built everything themselves. They have such a loyal fan base because everyone knows they're not trying to just make a quick dollar on promoting something. They actually like use all their clothing. They drink their uh, cider, or their, their seltzers, um, versus like other random Instagram influencers just promote the most random things. Right. So, um, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but I think it's like thing when you really own your brand and it becomes part of your story, it's so much more relatable Mm. to an audience. Wow. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, switching topics a little bit, I would love to hear you kind of mention that, you know, own the area of life that you're in before moving on to that next chapter and and just taking in the moments that you're getting before going into that next chapter and doing something new because there's always something to learn from that previous chapter so if you could maybe just touch a little bit on what you feel like were the most important things you learned that maybe were stepping stones to get you where you are now when you were at Goldman Sachs or before you went, you know, and became a TV personality, what, what are some of those things that you would say were stepping stones for you? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. Um, I think that the biggest thing for me at Goldman and this, this may or may not be an answer to your question, but I think it's like a really important part of my story there is I wanted to do more or I guess like something different than what was the normally prescribed job description for an analyst at Goldman in the group I was in. So, you know, if you're an investment banking analyst or whatever group you're in at Goldman, most of the time your job is doing Excel spreadsheets, 
um, creating investment memos, all of that stuff, which are very useful skills, right? You learn how to analyze and invest in a business. And I was gaining that knowledge. Um, I think it takes a long time to, to fully get that knowledge, but you know, I was learning, but I wanted to do the part, which you don't really, you aren't really allowed to do till you're like there for five plus years, which mm. is go actually meet with businesses, meet with CEOs and bring deals into the firm. And so I remember I asked my boss one day, I was like, Hey, I'm kind of interested in this side of the business. Can I go, you know, maybe do it. And they said, no. And, um, you know, being me kind of made me, made me mad. I was like, okay, well, I didn't say this to them. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go do it anyways, whatever. So I I ended up bringing three deals into, um, our group. We didn't end up investing in them, but I think we, we screened a couple of them internally and like our internal investment memo committee meetings. And it was so cool for me to, you know, I was like, what, 23, 24 at the time being this young guy, like bringing in potential deals to our group. And I remember some of the older guys like looked at me like, who, who the heck is this kid? Like, what does he think he's doing? You know, giving yeah. me crap for it. And I like loved it. <laughs> if I'm making you mad, that means I'm doing something that is like threatening to you, which in a way is good. And so I I don't know, to me, to me, like that experience taught me, like, there's going to be a lot of people that don't want you to do stuff and aren't going to let you do stuff. And I'm not saying to go against your boss and like go rogue, whatever. But I think in this situation, I wasn't really doing anything wrong. I was just doing something that no analysts had ever done in our group before. Right. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't like a blueprint for it. And I think that's why people were scared of letting me do it. And so I think it's really just taking the initiative at the end of the day. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Like you, I could have listened to my boss and said, okay, yeah, I'll I'll wait five years to do that and been miserable for the next five years and, you know, not be able to do it and eventually maybe work my way up to being able to do it. I don't know. But I think whether it's starting a business, getting a promotion, doing any of that stuff, you have to take initiative and like, prove that you are capable of doing something right mm-hmm. so to me that was like a big stepping stone towards not only doing that stuff at goldman but also i think starting these businesses that i've started investing in businesses other businesses it's like i can sit back and read and say i'm going to do something all the time but actually taking the initiative and going to do it that's you know it's going to totally separate yourself from everyone else wow connor that's so good i i Gosh, that's so good. Um, do you feel like sometimes it's harder to take initiative? Like, do you have days where you're just like, gosh, I, today I can't do it. Like, I just need a break today. What does that look like for you? Oh, I mean, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like um, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I, I think everyone has days where you, you're just having an off day or mm. if you have some self doubt or something like that. And I'm, I mean, I would say a lot of 2020 was probably in that world just because there's a lot going on. And mm. I think for a lot of business things, it was like, you know, so much of it was unknown. Yes. Um, but I think it's not necessarily focusing. I think in those moments, it's kind of realigning yourself like okay you know why are we here what do we want to do 
What are we trying to do? Where do we want to end up? Um, I think it's like realigning yourself with those goals and those values and everything that's going to keep you on track versus when you like, you know, maybe you have a bad month of sales or a bad day or, or something happens, which happens very frequently. Um, like you, if you overthink that stuff, it can really stress you out and like get in your head. And especially if you're running your own business and there's not necessarily a lot of other people to, to talk to or that also work in that business with you. Hmm. I mean, it, it's like, it can be potentially very detrimental to you. So oh, yeah. I think it's just like focusing on the big picture instead of like the day-to-day little things that happen that would stress you out is very, very important. But I think for me, it's just like, okay, if I am stressed out or something like that, it's like, all right, how can I take my mind off of this for a second? Maybe it's like going to work out or going on a trip. Like I love long drives, long trips. I think that's kind of like, um, it's good, good for the soul a little bit. Yes. So I love doing that stuff. And then I think it's like tackling each task one at a time and just working through it. And um, I guess not really overthinking it. That's great. And I love that idea of focusing on the big picture and being able to see something more broad than whatever you're caught up in that moment. Because odds are a lot of times, at least for me, I feel like so many of the things I'm caught up in are so short-term versus this goal or this idea that I have that's long-term. And it's like, if we can just stick it out and, and somehow meet that in the middle, then we hit that point of growth that we're trying to achieve, which is really cool. Have you noticed that in your own life? That you kind of hit this, this moment of growth whenever you're, you're meeting the two in the middle. Mm -hmm. No, 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 absolutely. I, I feel like a lot of times when stuff goes wrong, that's when you, and like you work through it, that's when you really realize like, wow, I, you know, look at, look at what I did or, or whatever. And I think that's like, it, it's kind of, um, you know, it just like keeps the ball rolling, right? Yes. When you, you're able to tackle a big task or, or something that's gone wrong and, and get through it, it just, I mean, the momentum you build from that is incredible. Um, yeah. I know when we, when we launched Waterboy, um, we ended up selling out in 30 minutes. Wow. And when we actually manufactured it, it was the most stressful week, I think, of our lives. Like, our, oh our manufacturer was new to doing it and um it, it was just, it just didn't really necessarily go how we thought it would but at the end of the day you know that's that's business I think when you start something it never goes as planned um but we had to ship out all the orders ourselves because we thought we could do it and we had four thousand orders so oh my gosh it between Mike who's a co-founder and, and myself um it took us like three or four straight days of just packaging these orders. And it was like, you know, when you look at that, it was very, very stressful in the moment. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know how we're going to do this, yeah. but to actually like ship those out, take them to the post office and everything. I mean, it was it, honestly the most rewarding, rewarding thing ever. And I, I think like looking back on that, it just built so much momentum for us going forward. So I, I think like with whatever business or job you're in, use those moments of, of struggle as, I guess, like momentum and inspiration to, to move forward. Wow, that's great advice. I know so many small business owners who are just struggling through COVID and, and mm-hmm. struggling through, you know, trying to figure out how to keep that momentum going. But I know that they have these small moments at times where it's like, gosh, the business is so good right now, or I feel so confident with where 
the business is at. So I feel like that's such useful advice because if we can just take little snapshots of those good moments, then when we encounter the harder things, the more difficult, you know, mountains that we're climbing in life, it, it turns into, okay, like I've done this before, we can do it again. And let's just like, look back at these other moments, these other snapshots I have in, in my life and try and make those what I'm focusing on right now in order to get a more broad perspective on things. For sure. For sure. No, absolutely. That's a really good point. Being able to look back on those experiences. And when you do go through a struggle in the future, you, you know, it's like, Hey, I've, I've been here before I've done this. I'm good. Right. Yeah. It, such a big confidence booster. So, um, you know, anyone going through something like it's, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay mm. to be down, whatever, like feel those emotions, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're, hum- we're humans. We, we, we find a way that's the cool thing about, you know, life. And I think, you know, being human, like you naturally, you find a way in, any stressful situation, it's, it's just a flight or fight response, right? Hmm. Most people, when your back's against the wall, you're going to, you know, you're going to fight, right? You're going to, going to find a way to make it happen, whether it's a struggling business, like think through, okay, how can we be creative and maybe, um, do something different here versus just doing the same thing or, or whatever it is. I think human nature, you kind of find, find a way to, to make it happen. Um, hmm. so I think that kind of goes with like the struggles and everything. I love that. Um, Connor, one of our new segments that I'm adding to the show is called Growth and Progress. And it's going to be about, uh, basically, I just want you to give me something that you feel like you are currently in progress of of growth on. Um, Somewhere where you feel like maybe you could either use improvement in or somewhere where you're like, gosh, I I just really want this to be uh, a stronger area in my life. Do you have one of those right now, a growth in progress? Yeah, I think it's, um, this, this has been a growth in progress for a while. I think it's, um, kind of saying yes to more things. Ooh, uh, I love that. So I, I, I'm like, a, I'm very disciplined when it comes to, I have like a, a schedule I like to stick to. I don't really go out that much and drink, which is kind of funny. Cause that's, you know, I mean, water boy isn't necessarily a hangover hydration. I take it more for working out, but like we're oh, promoting cool. it hangover thing. So it's kind of ironic that I don't go out that much, but I don't go out that much. Um, you know, very disciplined when it comes to like, I cook all my food, work out a lot, all those things. And I think a lot of times, you know, kind of just going about my day and living that day every single day. Um, I feel like a lot of times I can miss out on experiences with friends and and doing fun stuff. Mm. So, Lately, I would say in 2021, I've tried to just say yes to more things, um, especially over the last few months. And honestly, it's been been such a blast. Um, I've I've had so much fun, just tons of new experiences, met a lot of new people. Um, you know, honestly, just I, I, like some of the most memorable months of my life. So wow, that's been a big area of growth for me. Is just kind of. I guess being open to new experiences and and saying yes to them. And mm-hmm. I think when you do that, it's incredible how your eyes just open up to the world and you, you know, you start seeing a lot of things you didn't see before. And that's mm-hmm. not only great for a business, um, you know, maybe starting a business or thinking of ideas or whatever it is, but 
it's just a great thing to have in life to, to be open to new experiences and new people. So big area of growth for me. Um, I'm happy I've kind of gone on that journey over the last, you know, six months and mm. I did to keep that going. Wow. I need to take that advice, Connor. I definitely, sometimes <laughs> I get too invested in my own schedule that I forget to say yes, but saying yes is so important. You're right. Um, is there's, what, um, there's a really cool YouTube channel called yes theory. Oh, um, I don't know if you've seen it before, but that that's kind of like their concept that they go behind just, you know, getting people to say yes to stuff. So they'll, they'll go up to like random strangers in LA and be like, Hey, if you say yes right now, we'll like go on a trip to Italy and whatever. And like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Say no, but eventually they'll find someone to say yes. And it'll be like the most incredible three days wow. of their life. Right. It's just so cool. And so that's, that's kind of like the life I want to live. You know, I, I think a lot of people want to live that life, but it's hard for us to, you know, get away from the, from like everything we're trying to do. Right. Yeah. But I think you are able to get away and like, maybe do something unexpected that you didn't, didn't plan on or something like that. That's when you like really grow and learn a lot. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily learn and grow from the things that you, you planned for. Right. Yeah, like for sure. That like were unexpected that happened or the struggles that you unexpectedly went through. Like those are the things you, you know, you learn from. So yeah. I would encourage everyone to don't say yes to everything, but, um, you know, try, try and say yes a little bit more. Creating those opportunities, finding them and saying yes to that. I love it. Exactly. And on the flip side of that, Connor, you did mention like a, a pretty tight schedule for you. I'd love to hear about it. If you'd be willing to share just what, like what having a, a set schedule does for you, what being fit and how, I guess your physical fitness ends up building your mental fitness for you personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say if if there's a day I don't work out or do something active, it, the day is kind of a wash for me. Like I, wow. I have to do something usually in the morning or else my head just doesn't, it just doesn't work right. You know, I, I don't know what it is, but I think just from doing that for so long, getting so used to it, um, I just, I just have to do it. But I mean, honestly, I, I think I love to say that I have a very set schedule every day. I, I, there's, there's things I do every day that don't change, but the time might change for it. Hmm. So my ideal day would be start with a great night of sleep, right? Maybe go to bed at like 11, um, wake up at seven, go work out at, uh, you know, wake up, make some breakfast, um, kind of get ready for the day, go work out at nine. Um, that goes till 1030 go in the sauna for 20 minutes, go home, shower, make some food, and then kind of start like working around Mm -hmm. noon. So I know that's late for a lot of people, but I think if you get, if you like win that morning part and really make the most of that, who cares when you start work? Like as long as you get stuff done, if you put yourself in a position to be really efficient, then I think that's perfect. And then around noon, um, my buddy and I will usually go to like the local coffee shop for three or four hours work from there. And then a lot of my day revolves around eating food too. So, um, I take like at least two whole foods trips a day. It's not really a good habit. (laughs) We'll go to whole foods, get some food. And then I I think the thing with like the type of work I do now, it, you're never really like off work, I guess. 
yes always thinking through stuff um whether it's like businesses that I have or the social media stuff or some I've invested in it's like always thinking about that stuff so usually I'll stay up pretty late kind of just like thinking through those things and doing work on various different things so it's kind of like 12 till the end of the day until I go to bed is like work um realistically I probably go to bed at like one or two wake up a little later always late to working out unfortunately (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've been on time to a workout class in like six months (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting to get like banned from going to this place but oh my gosh that's so uh, funny (laughs) yeah I'm always like five or ten minutes late but I think they're used to it now so I'll uh, always late um and then I mean, everything kind of just gets pushed back in my day with that, but it's, I think it's okay. You know, I, I think, I, I think there's certain things that I need to work on. And this is another area of growth for me where, you know, I want to maybe have a more set time where I, it's like, okay, you know, time to turn the phone off, turn the TV off, maybe read a book and like get ready for bed. Maybe that that's at like 11 PM. And then I want it to be like, 6 or 7 a.m wake up like that's every day we're Mm -hmm. gonna do that and then have that workout every day in the morning um I think if I can get that part set in stone the rest of the day can fall into place wherever it it might but like winning those parts of the day sleep is so important I think being active is so important Mm -hmm. and getting some like nutrition uh, as well so I think like making the most of that part of the day um, is super important. And I think would be a game changer for me. Wow. The rest of it. So that's, that's an area for growth for me, for sure. And I think a lot of people too. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and finding that perfect dichotomy of I'm going to, you know, be on schedule and include these things like workouts and eating well and um, fueling my body with foods that are going to push me through the day and also help me to sustain, um, you know, my, my physical health while also being able to say yes to going out with friends or saying yes to grabbing coffee with somebody, whatever it looks like. Um, but sometimes it can feel hard to break out of that schedule. So it's cool to hear you say that, you know, it's okay that you're a little bit behind sometimes or. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like even thinking about this next week for me, so Monday I'm flying back to Austin. So that's going to be a weird day for me. Tuesday, um, I'm, you know, I'm going to be coming off of a flight, getting in kind of later. Like I have a workout early Tuesday morning, Mm -hmm. have an event the whole day. And then, so it's like, all right, when am I going to do work? Right. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I'm, I'm starting a glamping resort actually. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So we're going to kind of check out a glamping resort in Austin. So we're staying there Wednesday and Thursday night. Um, So like those days are totally up in the air, what's going to happen. And then Friday, I'll actually be back like working. So it's like, okay, how do you it's hard to have a set schedule when there's like all of that going on. Yes. Right? Yes. So I think that's the tough thing about like being an entrepreneur, whatever, like doing your own thing is a lot of the days are up in the air. <clears throat> so I, I think, like I said, if you can find some consistency with a certain part of your day, and maybe that's not even necessarily going to bed 
whatever. Maybe it's okay. Every day at two, I'm blocking off my calendar and I'm just going to go meditate for 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Like find you, I think it's really important to have that like moment during a day where it's yours. Like no one can take that from you. And it's like a point to center yourself. And, you know, maybe for someone that's meditating, maybe it's someone that's like going on a walk mm-hmm. for me. I want that to be from like 11 PM until 10 AM the next day. I will like maybe 11, 11 AM those 12 hours I want for me as mm-hmm. my time. And then whatever happens in the other hours can be anything. Um, that's, that's kind of my goal. And then the other thing on sleep too, obviously like I learned a lot about sleep from starting the gummy business, but I think we, you know, I mean, there's so many books and YouTube videos and articles about like waking up at 4 30 AM or, you know, people to wake up at 3 AM, like all these CEOs and stuff. And I think a lot of people try and do that and like, they can't do it and they get frustrated and it's like, oh, I'm not going to be successful. Cause I only got up at 4 30. Mm-hmm that's not like everyone has a different sleep cycle. Like your sleep cycle might be different than mine. I might not need as much sleep as you, you might need, you might not need as much as me. Um, but I encourage people like to, to figure that out yourself. You got to play around with it. Mm. So for some people, like I might need seven hours and you might need seven hours, but it might be more efficient for me to go to bed at midnight and wake up at seven versus for you, it might be more efficient to go to bed at nine and wake up at four, yes. right? Like yes. it's, it's very different for everybody. And I could try that same seven hour sleep cycle that you did from nine to four. I could feel terrible. Yes. Right? Yep. So like everyone has a different sleep type and your, your body is naturally kind of programmed to that. You just have to, you got to kind of like play around with it and figure it out yourself. Wow, Connor, I just know that some of my listeners are in their car right now. Like, thank you. Thank you for this. Because so many of my conversations with people revolve Mm -hmm. around, you know, unfortunately, that is what a lot of people think is in order to be as as successful as Jeff Bezos or Kevin Hart. You know, these guys, Kevin Hart gets four hours of sleep at night. He's one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. For sure. And he gets four hours of sleep a night and he's fine. Like he can run on that all day or Jeff Bezos, 4.30. And it's just like, I think that we've convinced ourselves that that's the only way. But for me, even if I go to bed at 7 p.m. and wake up at, you know, 5 a.m., I'm exhausted, even though that's more than enough sleep. Um, Definitely. So right. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it, it, and I would say like the modern American workday doesn't, isn't really conducive to figuring that out yourself. Cause what it's like, okay, 9am or 8am, whatever it is, you got to start work. And mm-hmm. for maybe for people on the West coast, that's even earlier. So I, I like, don't think it's set up very well, but especially for people doing your own thing, like if you can play around with that and figure it out, it, will do wonders for you. And I'm, I'm like, I know what I'm doing now isn't what I should be doing. Like I'm going to bed at one or two. If I get seven hours of sleep, I'm not going to feel refreshed at Mm. 8am. Right. Yeah. But if I go to bed at 11, I know for a fact, I will feel great at like six or 7am have so much energy and like just crush the day. And, um, it's crazy how like big of an impact sleep has on your life. And I think a lot of times in society, it's almost like people give themselves a pat on the back for getting less sleep, Mm. but it's so bad for you. Yes. It's crazy. Like who cares if you sleep for 18 hours a day, 
if you, if those last eight hours are super efficient because you're well rested, you're thinking clearly all of that, I would do that every day. If, if that's, if I could have an amazing eight hours every day, because I had a great night of sleep, I would totally do that versus yeah. getting like three hours of sleep and feeling terrible the whole day and having to drink like 10 cups of coffee. It's terrible for your body. Um, you're going to feel terrible and you're not going to be productive at all. So uh, that's, that's like a big, big thing for me is just mm-hmm. getting enough sleep. I think wow. it's important for people. Yeah. It's so important. And in order to, in order to grow, we, you know, have to be productive. And so to be productive, figuring out the things that make us productive and are able to fuel us and, and push us into that, that pattern of growth rather than sitting in, um, complacency and, um, not setting ourselves well up for that. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so Connor, you've mentioned some of the things that have been hard, especially with COVID and, and all of the things going on. You are in a really cool position that you get to share so many of your great moments with, you know, your audience on Instagram or social media. What does it look like though, kind of behind the scenes when you are having uh, a more difficult time with the business? How do you pull yourself out of those moments into, um, a pattern of growth or into uh, a mindset change? Yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good question. So when, um, when I launched sale, like the gummy business, it was March of 2020, literally like a week before COVID started. And I think a lot of people, when you have a big social media audience, audience, you think, okay, you know, I can make a product and just start selling it. I've, I've seen multiple people do this since then. And like, now I actually know what happened. So I know that it, a lot of times it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like people think they can just create any product and someone's going to buy it because you have X amount of followers, right? That is never the case. You, you, you have to have an audience that wants what you're selling in mm-hmm. a way, or you have to kind of like train them, I guess, to, to want that. So I didn't tell anyone what the product was, what I was creating. Um, I think we created like the business page and it, it had over like 10,000 followers, super pumped about that. Wow. And then we launched and told people what it was. And I think the day we launched, maybe we sold like a hundred units and it was like, uh, I thought I was going to like sell out or something. Right. It's kind of like a, you know, very disappointing. Hmm. Um, and I remember I just like, didn't even look at, the site for like two days. I was just like, this just did not go how I wanted it to. Gosh, yeah. It was like really upsetting. And I remember I, I actually, uh, I put this, so this is right when COVID started, basically I put a twin bed in the trunk of my car and drove to big Ben national park, which was like 10 hours away from Dallas, which is where I was living at the time and just camped out for like a week in my car. And I mean, it was fantastic. Like I loved it. I think it was great. Like get away for a little bit. And when I came back, I was like, all right, let's figure this out. Like, you know, let's, let's, let's make this happen. And we turned some more traditional like business advertising techniques. I started talking about the product more versus just like telling people to buy it. I was like, you know, this is why I take it, um, all of that stuff. And then it started doing well. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's like some people, when stuff goes wrong, you want to run away from it. 
Yes. And that's what I did. Like that, that's exactly what I did at first. And then I think a lot of people, like you just keep running away from the problem and you don't actually face it. But for me, I was like, okay, you know, this is something I built from nothing. Um, I'm really proud of what I've done so far. Like, let's not give up on this. Um, we've literally like you launched one day and you're going to give up on it. No, like, no, absolutely not. So I, like, I think going on that trip in a way was good for me because it was like, okay, let me kind of like reset myself. What am I trying to do? What are the goals? You know, all of that, like I said earlier, and, um, kind of like center myself again and then come back and say, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And obviously kind of had to be like creative with COVID and everything like, okay, how, you know, how can we like make this successful? Um, and eventually it it worked out. So that was definitely like a very stressful, Hmm. um, stressful month for sure. Yeah. And learning. So you basically learned how to pivot from that, learning how to pivot and, you know, make new waves in a different way rather than running from problems, which I think is so beneficial. Definitely. 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 Cool. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's like a very important skill to have. And like, I'm, I'm still working on that. I'm not, I'm not saying I, I don't try and avoid problems in my life. Like there's, there's problems in my life. I avoid sometimes I, uh, you know, I just, I, I'm not great with paying for parking in Austin. So I had about 20 parking tickets oh racked up and, uh, you know, didn't kind of try to forget about those for a while, but just paid off, paid like $800 in parking tickets last wow. week. So, um, Sweet. you know, recommend to anyone to pay for your parking. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, I think it's like kind of human nature to avoid confrontation, whether that's like in a business with a person parking tickets. Um, but I like, I think when you do confront it, it's it, obviously it's like a great learning experience. And I think it is also a huge weight lifted off your shoulders too. Mm-hmm. Like as we, we carry around so much burden from different situations in our lives versus actually just facing it. And like, when you face it, you feel so much better. And I think a lot of times too, we, we overcomplicate things in our head and it's like, Oh, you know, this is going to go bad, whatever. And when it actually plays out in real life, it's like, Oh, that wasn't bad. I would bad. Say that happens like 99% of the time. Maybe there's like one or two situations where it's like, okay, that, that was bad. But even in those situations, it's like, all right, but I feel good that we got it over with, you know? Yes. Yeah. So I think like confronting stuff is important. And I, this is good that I'm telling myself this now, cause I, I need to need to tell myself this stuff about some things. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I feel the same exact way. I definitely need to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. One of my mentors told me that she actually conducted a study on uh, on war veterans. And so before they went in to like, you know, fight in the war, she would say, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you? Like would basically be the end of your life for you. And a lot of them said that the worst thing that could possibly happen to them would be becoming an amputee. Um, and so she actually went back and she interviewed those same people who ended up being amputees. And she said, was it as bad as you thought it would be? And she said that every single one of them that said that would be the worst case scenario out of their entire life. They said it wasn't nearly as bad as they thought it would be. And like, obviously I can't even imagine how difficult that is, but 
Um, I think it just goes to show she was explaining to me like a lot of these things that we talk up in our head and play up turn out to actually if we face them and face it well and face it with grit a lot of times it, it comes out a lot better than we think it will mm-hmm. um so that's just like a little a little side note based on what you were yeah. saying but i think it's uh, so that, true that's that is that is so true that's a great example too i mean at the end of the day no matter what situation you go through you're still alive you still have life you know yeah. and like that's that's all that that should be the most motivating thing ever you know For like sure. you we're, we're so blessed and and uh you know just to be able to be here and like have have life and and everything and so um i think like any like going back to like what do you do when you're stressed out or worried about stuff just think about that like hey you're you're living like look at this beautiful world you get to live in and you know even being able to do what you're doing right now like there's so many people that would love to be in your position Mm -hmm. as well so so it's like, good. Well, you know, it's really not that stressful, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, well, Connor, um, I think we're I want to be respectful of your time and I think we're coming to kind of the end of our interview, but I do have two more questions for you. One of them is a segment we do called What a Word. And okay. uh basically I just love if you gave listeners a word that you feel like describes your journey with growth thus far and and why you feel like that word describes it. Oh. I, this is a new question for me. I haven't gotten this one. <laughs> um, one word. Uh, I would say, I, I don't want to say driven, but um, I put him on the spot guys. I put him on the spot. <laughs> she, put me, she put me on the spot here um what's like a co- cross between driven and spontaneous is there is there a word for that would it be tenacious maybe i don't know maybe not uh, maybe. i think that's i think that works you can do if we could do what a phrase instead of what a word this time and you could say a cross between um what'd you say driven and spontaneous yeah can i wait can i give you a quote yeah yeah i'd love that all right, all right we'll, we'll do a quote sorry i'm hijacking the segment we're gonna do a quote <laughs> my, please hijack my, it my quote it's it's from Yoda. It's uh, do or do not. There is no try. And mm-hmm. so when I was um, actually, I'll just say my word is do. Uh, Ooh, that's good. Uh, that's really word. good. So when I was, I think I was like ten years old or something. I I grew up swimming. I swam in college for a couple of years, Sweet. and my swim coach, we were at like the final swim meet and, um, it was like the warm up before and he wanted me to do no breather or something like one length, no breather. And I get up on the block and he's like, all right, you're going to do a no breather. Right. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, I'll try. And I turn around, I was getting ready to start. He grabs my arm, pulls me back. He's like, no, you'll do it. <laughs> and I, wow. I went and I did it. And I think that has been a huge like quote for me and just philosophy for me Hmm. is there's so many people that they go into situations and they're like, yeah, I'll try and do it. Um, Or they talk about doing stuff. Um, They'll they'll say they're going to do something. They'll just keep talking about it. But like going in with the mindset of, all right, I'm going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Hmm. 
it's life-changing and sure you might fail failure is always a possibility and like at the end of the day failure is a good thing because you're going to learn but when you go in with the mindset of i'm going to try and do it you're setting yourself up to fail and i think you're you're like accepting the failure before it's even happened and versus if you go in saying you're going to do it absolutely there's probably a big chance you're going to fail but like you're so much more likely to accomplish whatever you you set out to do and so i think whether it's from swimming starting a business anything like that i've always tried to go into it with all right i'm just going to do it if i fail i fail but i'm going to figure it out like I'm not going to try and do this. I'm going to make it happen. And that's, that's what happened with the gummies. Um, that's what happened with Waterboy, all these other things. And so I, I think like do is a big word for me. And that quote in general is just huge. It's played out in so many different areas of my life. And there's been times where I've lost sight of that mm-hmm. and um, have kind of gone, gotten away from, you know, doing things to where I was trying to do stuff. Um, but the times where I've actually stuck to just doing it, it's been so much more productive and fruitful for me. So anyone listening, just go, go do it. Don't, don't think about it. Don't try it. Just do it. Cool. Wow. I Connor, I'm not going to lie. I think that might be my favorite word I've gotten on this segment so far because it's so it's powerful. It's important. And I think sometimes, you know, our words are a lot more powerful than we think they are. And to say, I'm going to try to do it. Um, you're right. It leaves room for failure and it also leaves room for incompletion, which is big. And I think is something that, uh, my generation has conquered is, uh, incompletion. Like, I don't know what that is or where that comes from, but I think especially with, you know, platforms like TikTok, where people now just expect, oh, I post a video, so I'm going to blow up. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not how these people got famous on TikTok. That's not how it works. Um, so incompletion has become a thing that I witness a lot with, you know, just the general population or people I know. And it's like, we, we need to just do, and if we can just do and overcome that, then that will lead to great things. Like you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's, that, that is very true. I feel like this generation doesn't really complete a lot of things. Like we, we have big ambitions and goals that we want to achieve and we kind of like dabble in it a little bit, but it's like the second something gets difficult you back away or you, yes. you avoid it, right? Like we talked about before, you, you avoid the conflict or the, mm-hmm. the difficult situation. Um, but if you, if you go in with the mindset of, I'm going to do it, whether it's hard or, or whatever, I'm going to make it happen. Amazing things will happen to you. Yeah, for sure. I totally believe it. I believe it for, for us and I believe it for um, my listeners. I think that that's great advice. And yeah. I guess on that note, Connor, do you have any other advice that you want to end on to, to give listeners? Yeah, I think the last thing, and it's funny because I just, I, I have a really good friend in Austin and she, um, she was, she has like her own social media platforms and everything that she's built up and um, has kind of started her own entrepreneurial journey in a way. And she had a great job out of college and she was at a point in her life where she was trying to figure out of like, okay do I stay here and like do this stuff on the side or do I just go all in with Mm. the the other stuff that I want to do that I know makes me happy. Um, And I remember I was talking to her and she knew what she wanted to do. Right. She, she wanted to leave. Like that was the obvious answer. Um, But it took like months 
to finally make the move and actually quit to pursue wow. this. And I remember I had a conversation with her and it was like, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is a hundred percent. You're doubting yourself. Um, you know what the right answer is, you know, you know, you should go do these things and like, it's going to make you so much more happier. Um, and going to be so much more productive for your life. And she, you know, she kind of agreed. And like, that was, um, I think a little eye opening to her to actually realize like, okay, I am doubting myself, but I should, you know, I shouldn't like, I know I have all the skills and, um, you know, sure. Being an entrepreneur or whatever you're doing, like you don't know everything, Hmm. but I think you just have to realize that you'll figure it out. You'll do it right. You're not going to try and do it. If you're going all in with something, you just got to do it. Be confident in yourself. Don't have any self-doubt. And um, I mean, you can really accomplish some amazing things. So for anyone listening, like it doesn't even have to be just starting a, you know, a business on your own. If you're in a corporate job or something, like maybe it's having the confidence to try something new and like do something that's not in your job description or take on an extra task or, or something like that. If it's starting a business, it's actually just going and doing it and believing in yourself. But I think avoiding that self-doubt and that negative talk in your head, which it, I mean, unfortunately is always going to be there, but kind of quieting it and being confident in what you're doing. It, it really will make loads of difference in, in your life. So for anyone, I would say that's like a huge, huge thing. Just believe in yourself, believe in what you're doing, be confident that you have the skills. And like, if you don't have the skills, you'll, you'll figure it out. Mm. I think it's uh, super important. For sure. An absolute game changer and could, mm-hmm. could potentially change somebody's life. Um, and it seems like it's absolutely changed your life. So that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Connor. This has been great. And I really appreciate you speaking a little bit on your journey with growth and, um, guys check out Waterboy. check out sale wellness, check out, um, his newest ventures with glamping evidently that's super exciting. And so be on the lookout and yeah, thank you so much, Connor. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Mm-hmm.